Hello, everybody. You are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> the next episode is free. I'm Kyle Boland's rotting corpse. <laughs> and I'm Jason Cavallari, very much alive. This is not a gag intro. This is just how I sound right now. <laughs> I've I've had my butt kicked by some sort of virus and it went all the way up through my throat. <laughs> uh, wow. Today we are talking about this was much worse yesterday. You're you're all very lucky we decided to delay our recording by a day because oh my god, I, <laughs> it would have been really bad. I don't think that it would have been audible. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, this sounds pretty bad. It's like I got my butt kicked in Street Masters, the game we're talking about today. <laughs> and they kicked you right in the throat. Yeah, I have a bruised trachea or something. Uh, <laughs> but Street Masters was a Kickstarter game a couple years ago. Uh, it is designed by Adam Sadler and Brady Sadler. Art is by Giorgio De Michel, And it is published by Blacklist Games. Uh, Street Masters is a game for one to four players with a playing time listed as 45 to 120 minutes, uh, with an age suggestion of 14 and above. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Jason and I played it at Jason Con and I've played it a whole lot more at my house. Uh, cause this is a game I bought at Chen Con last year, uh, 2019. It's still weird to think of that as last year. And uh, my wife and I played quite a bit of it. Um, I really liked it. I believe it was my top game of the year for 2019. So, and I can see why. I mean, when we played it, it was fun. <laughs> um, there you go. It is fun. It Case is fun. closed. Yeah, done. We're over. No. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a fun game. Uh, it's, um, well, I mean, you, you can talk a little bit more about how the mechanics run. But for my part, I, the thing that I liked about it was that... I always, uh, I always felt like I was kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't always get that that feeling when we play similar games. Yeah, and I yeah. really enjoyed that about it. Yeah, this game is basically based on uh, the 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 sort of like skeleton of Sentinels of the Multiverse, where each hero or character in the game has their own specific deck that is made for them and has very specific mechanics to thematically. Um, portray that hero, right, through mechanics. Mm -hmm. And so they all play very, very different from each other. And in addition to that, you use other deck-based sort of, like, things to represent everything else in the game. So, like, every stage has its own deck. Every villain has its own deck. And so it's very similar to Sentinels of the Multiverse, where you pick your hero, they've got a deck, you pick the environment that you're playing, and it has a deck, and you pick the villain that you're going to fight, and it has a deck. And within that deck for the villain is all of the minions and, you know, like, powers and stuff like that that the villain can do. Um, each hero has all of their abilities and powers and stuff located within the deck in addition to their character card, you know. And right now I'm still just talking about Sentinels. Uh, and the environment has a bunch of random things that can happen that can be a hindrance to both you and your enemies as you're fighting. Does that sound familiar, having played Street Masters recently? <laughs> yes. Yes, because it does exactly the same thing. You've got a bunch of different environments, and they all have a deck. The enemies all have a deck, and within that is, like, you know, all of the minions that they can pull out as well as all their own, like, sort of special abilities. Mm -hmm. um, and each, you know, hero has their own thing. 
And the big difference here is that it's represented, all the combat happens on a board. There's um, like sort of like a, I don't know how big they are, like maybe like 10 by 10 inches or like 12 by 12 inches boards. Uh, and there's like, I think four of them that come in the base game and they're double sided. So basically the base game comes with eight different environments. And each one of those like is represented by hexagons on, on you know, to represent the spaces. And there's a bunch of, like, special little areas on each board, special spaces on the board that represent things like walls. If you're, like, in an, a- an area that has a bunch of walls you can hide behind, and that might be a, spe- a specific mechanic to that map. Um, like, there's one map that's, like, a casino, and, like, there's places for you to do casino-like things, you know, like, interact with a slot machine or pick up, like, a briefcase or something like that, right? There's all kinds of special um, stage-based rules that apply just for that stage, and that's represented through um, the stage's deck mechanics. Um, so, like, each stage feels feels very specific and very unique in addition to each enemy playing very very differently and very uniquely and you know and in addition to that every hero playing very uniquely yeah uh the thing that i found really kind of cool about it was that um so so i I don't you know i don't only played it once so this may be different depending on what scenario that you play or whatever but um like even though stuff kept happening like things kept you know coming at us and um and all that kind of stuff i never got the feeling that it was sort of like beyond our control yeah um where sometimes you know if you get a game where you know things keep spawning and and situations keep evolving and stuff like that sometimes it can get to a point where you're like there's no way that we're ever going to be able to manage this you know um one point to that is that i've played a lot of this now And, like, there have been times where, like, Jocelyn and I have been playing, and the boss that you're supposed to defeat for the stage had so many defense tokens on him that we looked at that stack and we were just like, how could we ever get through that, right? (laughs) And, like, the enemies had started to pile up to the point where we were just like, how are we ever going to, like, survive this? And it felt like we were down to the end of the line. And this game allows sort of, like, an escalation in terms of your own power in a way. And your own defenses in a way that eventually the tide swung in those games and we were able to overcome the odds. So, you know, even though you had a game where you felt like we never it never felt like things had spun out of control. I have had games where it felt like things were spinning out of control, but it also felt like there were enough mechanics in the game to allow us to regain control, turn the tables and then have this amazing comeback win. And that's always an amazing feeling. Yeah. I, I'm uh, playing games like where stuff like that happens is like sort of what I live for. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It makes for a really, really uh, epic sort of ending, uh, sort of a memorable story for you to like, you know, remember with that person about that particular game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I also kind of liked the like nostalgia factor here. Um, mm-hmm. So I never played really like Street Fighter or anything like that. So I didn't really have a lot of connection to that particular thing except maybe secondhand or thirdhand like i know other people that were really into it my husband's really into it yeah um so but having grown up in an era where you know uh, games like that were particularly popular you know it, it couldn't help but have some of that seep into my consciousness and sure, so it's yeah. cool to play it's not like you know you're, you're not playing chun li but like uh-huh 
the Chun Li analog. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you've got the 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 Mortal Kombat and the Street Fighter aesthetics have like you know they seeped into you through osmosis, and so some of that is in your bones. And even though you didn't address, you didn't like you know engage with it directly when you were a teen or mm-hmm. you know in your early twenties or whatever. Like you still have some appreciation for it, I'm sure, enough to enjoy what's there. Right. Like the aesthetic yeah. of the whole thing and, and, yeah, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing that I personally really do like about this game is that they have taken inspiration from those old fighting games and like you know like sort of martial arts shows and movies and stuff mm-hmm. um it, it's very it, it's very obvious that it takes certain inspiration from street fighter and mortal Kombat, and then some of the other ones are a little more subtle um yeah. but those were all properties that i did engage with very directly and so if you're like you know a child of the 80s and the 90s and you have quite a bit of nostalgia for street fighter and mortal Kombat, you know and any, any of the sort of like martial arts related thing from back then mm-hmm. then this game is definitely playing to those sort of nostalgic notes and so you will if you are susceptible to nostalgia and enjoying nostalgia then this is one of those games that is going to you know uh it's going to resonate with you i think in a bit at least thematically yeah. and that in addition to uh the clever ways in which they have evolved the system of sentinels of the multiverse into something that is even more impressive and even more engaging and even more fun and even more creative um it's a real good package uh we haven't even talked about the dice right like oh yeah Unlike Sentinels, this game involves dice, which, you know, for some people is like a dirty word, but I think they're really fun in this game. Because mm-hmm. um, what you do is you roll the dice uh, based on, like, you know, the, the, the strength of your attack, right? The strength of your attack dictates the number of these red dice that you throw. And they will show a number of hits or defenses, and occasionally, I think it's like a one in six chance on each six sided die, uh, a burst icon. And <clears throat> for every hit that you get, that is a type of damage that goes against the enemy that is dictated by the move you're doing. So if I'm doing, like, you know, a spinning bird kick, which isn't what they call it because that's exactly what Chun-Li actually does, but, you know, like, <laughs> the analog to that, it's going to be kick damage. Um, so if I throw, like, you know, uh, three dice and I get two hits, that's two kick damage, right? And if the third die is an explosion thing, then that counts as a third kick damage, and I get to roll it again, and it could become a fourth, and it could become another explosion, and I keep rolling. So if you like exploding dice, this game has that, which is something that that I love like anytime we play a game that has exploding dice I don't know like I always get excited because it's so exciting to get that exploding <laughs> die and get to keep rolling and that moment when you get a second like the, the exploding die explodes again and if you ever get like you know the the hat trick where you get three exploding dice in a row man there's no better feeling in gaming than that um, <laughs> it's one of those things that's luck based but man when it hits it hits real hard and, and it's really exciting if yeah. you roll defenses though what you get is you get these little tokens that give you the specific type of attack in defense so now instead of doing uh, when I did my spinning bird kick instead of doing a kick damage if I rolled a defense I now have a kick defend token that I get to put on my character and so when one of the enemies comes and tries to kick me I get to say no 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 I've got my defense token and you flip that token over you don't take the damage and now it becomes an energy and now your character is powering up because on your character card you've got two sides you've got your normal side which always like each character has their own sort of innate special ability that they can do much like a Sentinels of the Multiverse character Uh, but once you have reached a threshold that is listed on the card of energy you turn in all that energy and you flip your card over and your character is now power powerful charged whatever right like they're ready to go super saiyan or whatever and basically what that means is now they have like you know a special extra special extra effective version of one of their abilities and you can basically like turn that in at any time and flip your character back over that is your action for you know the round basically and it'll do like a ton of damage or like do like a ton of AOE or something, right? It's always something really special and like feels like a big explosive 
uh, epic moment that can turn the tides of the game. And that's like how the game escalates in a way, right? Like you get more and more and more of these tokens. You start, you know, sort of like creating this sort of like energy engine that then like fuels your abilities in ways that is very, very effective. And by mid to late game, if you've been playing well, you're probably going to be like just super powerful and just like, you know, ripping dudes apart like left and right and everything. And that feels awesome. I think mechanically that system is probably my favorite bit about it is the um the defense slash energy thing. Yeah. yeah. Um I thought that was really cool and it, it sort of lent to some situations where we had to do some creative thinking because say like my attacks were all kicks, but the boss is, you know, really like defensive on kicks and so yeah. you know, I'm not gonna be able to really do anything to him. Um, but, you know, trying to figure out like, what would be useful, what would be more useful for me to do, like remove some of those defense tokens, or should I try and do something else that could help you out? Um, and in turn, like also building up your own stack of defenses and then charging up and going, going ham on the thing. Like when you have your special ability or whatever, that part was really, the the payoff there was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it, it definitely rewards, um, strategic thinking. In a way that similar types of games often don't, right? Like, they, they, it's mostly just, like, run up and hit the thing, right? Roll your dice, hit, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah, how yeah. Descent is often. You know, a lot of games like that, right? Like, just sort of, like, dice rolly dungeon crawlers or, like, skirmishy games like this. Um, whereas this one is, like, wait a minute. Now, this person over here tends to tends to do, like, you know, special attacks that tend to be, like, grapple-focused. So mm-hmm. let's keep our person that is less grapply away from them because our grapple person can be sort of like a tank or whatever, right? And then, like, someone else might be able to do some, like, you know, fireball damage from further away or something like that that like is considered punch damage or or, or whatever right kick damage and yeah. so yeah it, it definitely rewards thinking about where your strengths are going to um be the most useful and not go to waste the most right and 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 not every game does that it's pretty simple but it's definitely rewarding to do and, and it's it's a very clever simple system that i, I appreciate quite a bit as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah that was the th- that's a good point about it is that it's sort of it's not overly complicated no um, it's actually it's really simple in in some ways it's, it's sort of very very streamlined system um and one of my least favorite parts about trying to figure out some board games is like figuring out how combat works yeah um because sometimes it can be so like business sword and sorcery yeah well, yeah <laughs> that's just that's probably the worst example lately but um yeah some of them are even uh oh what did we play we played when we played mythic battles uh that one time uh-huh. like i actually like the combat system in mythic battles but it might just be a problem with the directions but the way it's laid out in the in the in the instruction books yeah is really confusing yeah. <laughs> because the system is not very straightforward um and i think that's something that that this game in particular does well is that there could be potential for it to be really confusing but but it's really not like you no. you can almost see exactly what's happening um when somebody explains it to you for like the first time yeah yeah it's very easy to pick up and play very easy to learn uh and it's always fun which is awesome when you're playing games you want it to be fun <laughs> um the base game comes with six heroes it comes with eight stages uh it comes with i don't remember how many villains i think it's like i don't know like maybe four or five or something like that uh, I think I should also note that the game does come with some sort of like light campaigns that you can play through. Each character has their own sort of like story campaign for their character. And then there's like sort of overarching campaigns that, you know, can be played by all the characters 
hmm. or any character. And you can even like play the the character campaign, the character sort of like you know special missions within the uh, the bigger story missions and everything. So like you know you might be tracking down like this evil organization or whatever. You know like basically like the uh, the, the 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 analog for Shadowloo, right? Like uh, M Bison's yeah. thing from Street Fighter. Uh, but within that, you've got like a person like I was playing one character who really needed to go find his sister. She'd been kidnapped or disappeared or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the cards work in a really clever way to like mix the levels that you're playing for the the big campaign mm-hmm. in with the smaller ones. So like, you know, I it'll tell you like on certain of the, the small character mission cards, like put this side villain in. You need to defeat him in order to get information on where your sister is or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then you can advance to like part B of it. And then like if you beat that, you advance to part C. And some of those are their own special missions that you, you you they're almost like a side mission from the main campaign mm-hmm. um and then once you complete that if you if you complete it in a positive way you typically get like a new ally permanently or some other special cards that you get to put in your deck basically to upgrade it um and and the same thing happens as you advance through the main campaign is like if you get like you know the good ending for each level you basically get to like sort of upgrade your deck or upgrade the enemy deck or stuff like that right like there's ways to sort of like tailor the decks so that they're powerful more powerful you get to take out like weaker cards and put in stronger cards things like that Mm -hmm. um or you know like add in allies that like can basically be like um a second more less powerful less useful character but still like helpful to have like now you might have four characters on the board playing a two-player game instead of just two players which mm-hmm. can be really helpful for sort of like having a little bit of a meat shield or having somebody to sort of like follow up an attack that you did to you know like lessen somebody's defenses before you know they they lost a couple health points uh, yeah. from the ally or whatever right so there's all kinds of cool ways to tailor this game they fully endorse just throwing all the powered up carrot cards into the deck if you want to and play in what they call like ex mode you know um so like <laughs> it's just a game that that very much emphasizes and celebrates these properties and this sort of fun right like it, mm-hmm. it's not being uh very precious about its systems or about like you know like the sanctity of the mechanics and everything uh but at the same time what is there is really really good and solid and fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i forget if you if you mentioned this before it doesn't does it play solo Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a co-op. So, I mean, like, practically any co-op is a solo. Oh, yeah. But, I yeah, I mean, like, like I think what you're asking is does how does it play solo, right? Yeah. And, and it scales really well to player count um, in, for, in terms of, like, the mechanics, right? Uh, it, it could still be a little slow, I'm guessing, like any game, if you're playing at, like, four players, like, seeing other people make their decisions uh, when you do have to take turns can take a little time. I think that they've addressed that in some of their later games and maybe even in, like, uh, one of the expansions. I, I, I believe that I read something about them addressing um, sort of, like, allowing players to take turns or make decisions more simultaneously, but I don't know what the mechanics are, so I can't speak to that. And whatever those rules are, they're not they're not contained within this base game. So if you go to many nature market or you know like uh amazon or whatever to order this game it's not going to come with that so keep that in mind that like you know rules as written it's asking you to take turns with your allies um and and that could slow things down but it absolutely plays well at one player i think it plays great at two player uh i don't think i've played it more than two player but you know like any game i'm you know it's just gonna slow down a little bit as you add more people in Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've played it single player and it's great. And, you know, you and I played it two player and it was still a pretty quick game. I think we were done within about an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, didn't take that long. And that included setup, teardown and teaching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about the components. Sure. Um, so my impression of them was that they were pretty solid. Pretty um, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember a whole lot about the, 
cards but the board seemed good the artwork was nice um mm-hmm. the minis are cool yeah you know i i think that they are they're of a good quality you know like the card stock is great the uh or it's good the the the, the actual cards are good uh the dice are really nice little custom dice they're cool um you know the minis are above average maybe maybe average i don't know like they the yeah. the sculpts are they they evoke what they're trying to evoke yeah and but I think they're that's not the like most important super thing. detailed they're not super detailed. My wife and I have started painting some of them, and it's probably the most frustrating paint job we've done in a while just because the uh, the features aren't always super well-defined. Mm. Um, it's a little blobby in certain areas where, like, you're like, wait, is this a glove or is this a bracer? I can't really tell where, <laughs> like, things end and begin. Uh, when this wraps around to the back of the leg, is it stopping here or continuing? I can't really tell. Um, <laughs> like, it's real hard to get facial details real well on these things. So uh, not not top shelf miniatures by any means but they look good and i think they evoke what they're trying to evoke for the most part so yeah overall i'm happy with it um you know like if they were slightly bigger or slightly more detailed that'd be great but you know i i don't know like overall i really like this game and i and i think it's a real solid package yeah i really like the game too um uh, you know, it's it's sort of not my usual bag. Like I, I like minis games, like generally, but the, um, you know, like I said, I don't ha- I don't have the sort of connection to that kind of milieu that a lot of people have. Um, so it didn't really grab me on that front. Um, but you know, gameplay wise, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is definitely a great game to play with, you know, um, a gaming group that wants like a, a faster paced, you know, may, maybe not, I don't want to say less cerebral, but like just sort of like uh, less demanding game mm. where you just feel like you get to pound some people into the cement. Yeah, and you can do it relatively quickly with yeah. like setup and explanation. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, and, and like I think a decent amount of strategy uh, without making it too heavy and, and, and too demanding basically. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, good mix. So how much does this game go for? I believe the MSRP is $100, but okay. um, looking at online, I've seen it in stock at Miniature Market and I believe Amazon for 85 hmm. Um So you can get a decent deal there. I got mine at Gen Con and it came with uh, the Kickstarter rewards um, and uh, one of the expansions. And I believe that was like 120 or something like that. So if you go to uh, some shows, I believe they sell these things in like sort of like bundles and packages that are real good deals, uh, mm-hmm. you know, relative to just buying everything individually or some stuff you can't even get unless you yeah. get it, you know, either through Kickstarter or, or at the shows. So, sure. um, but you know, like if you just are interested in the base game, 85 bucks at miniature market, I think cool stuff Inc. might have at the same price. So online retailers that discount, you know, are selling it for 85, which I don't know. Um, you know, 70 would probably be better, you know, cheaper is always better, but I like the game. It's one of my favorite games uh, of last year. Uh, so, you know, I, I would still endorse it at $85. Cool. Yep. All right. All right, Jason, if people would like to get a hold of us and tell us the best way to throw an EX fireball, how would they do so? <laughs> okay, I would say something about Street Fighter, but I know nothing about it. So, if Hadouken! You... <laughs> oh yeah, I do know that one! <laughs> Hadouken! Um, okay, so you can email us. It's podcast at limitedplaytime.com. You can go to the website, limitedplaytime.com. You can tweet us at limitedplaytime, or go to Instagram at limitedplaytimepodcast. 
we will be back next week. But before we talk about that, I want to address something that um, I don't I don't think we've talked about this yet on the podcast. But we're going to probably take a little bit of a break here in a few episodes. We're about to hit 100. Um, we want to do some sort of special episode for 100, maybe a top 10, maybe something else. We still haven't completely nailed down or cemented the ideas that we, we want to roll with for episode 100. But um, we're going to get to 100, and then I think we're going to take – at least a few week break, maybe a few months. We'll see. Um, we're going to see how we feel after we take a little bit of a break and see if we want to continue doing this, uh, whether we want to shift gears and try something else, a different format show. Um, but we just want to warn our listeners out there that we will be taking at least a bit of a break for a few months. Probably um, I'm having another baby and that's probably going to be pretty consuming for quite a while. And who knows if I'll even have a brain within four months. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just see how things go. But, you know, we'll Babies be here for brains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're going to review three more games until episode 100. We're going to do a big special episode 100. And then we're going to take a break. And we might announce something else that we might be doing with another person in the future. <laughs> perhaps. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've been uh, rather excited about this for, I don't know, like it feels like six months that we've been yeah, talking about, been it. about it for a while yeah so we'll, we'll maybe talk about that at the end of episode 100 or so um but yeah uh we'll be here for the next few episodes next week we'll be back with a review on irish gauge uh capstone games is light rail game or uh not light rail but light train game right it's a, <laughs> light, a, a light a light game about trains yeah not light rail it's a light rail no it's irish gauge rail uh <laughs> and also lots of auction mechanics so look forward to that in one week we'll see you then Later. Thanks for listening. Bye.